You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. On this week's episode, we're reviewing Netflix's Rhythm and Flow, our thoughts on the word culture, and the narrative that Black people don't support each other. Is it true or not? You're just going to have to tune in to find out. Let's get on with the show. Come on. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I'm T and I'm here with... And I'm Joey and I'm here with... You're here with Kwana. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? It's going good. Yes. Real good. It's going good, good, good. Why are we here right now? Because we have our special episode called Views in Review. And Views in Review is where we review current... I don't know, shows, mm-hmm. albums, topics, articles, anything that's going on in pop, pop culture that relates to music as our tagline is music as it relates to everyday life. So today's episode, we are reviewing Rhythm and Flow. If you're not familiar with Rhythm and Flow, it is a new competition series that's on Netflix. Joey's going to tell us a little bit about what the show is about. So the show is unlike the other competition shows that you have seen. Netflix is doing something really new in that because as we know, Netflix usually puts everything out at the at one time so you can binge it. But because it's a competition, they got to do things a little different. So the way that they're rolling out this show, um, the first, I believe, three Yeah, three-week event. The first three to four episodes basically introduces um, the competition and what it's about, a little bit about each of the judges. So it's hosted by Chance the Rapper, T.I., and Cardi B are the main three judges. First episode, they go through, um, you know, a little background on the competition and why it's important. And then the following subsequent three episodes, they each go to their own hometown to find talent in their area. So after that, then they're going to be releasing the following two to three episodes, Uh, They battle it out with each other. And I think what's really cool is that they put money into this competition. Mm -hmm. This is not like, you know, American Idol, The Voice and all that. Who puts money? Like it's backed by Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Netflix Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So they're on. I thought it was the artists like Cardi and all that. So they get a check. They get a check. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they have um, they have rap battles between the different competitors. They um, they have to create their own music video to show their personalities through um, the art form as well versus just rapping. So what they're looking for is an artist who is well-rounded. Not just It's not just about your talent, but it's about your look, your stage presence. Are you able to get a crowd hype? Because that will in turn, you know, um, lead into ticket sales. And if you can really take this career off. Right. So, yeah. Do you think that the hip hop industry is ready for a show like this? I think so. And I think I like it because it has like fresh new faces. T.I. is kind of like a legend in the game, I guess you can say. Chance the Rapper, you know, he came into this game very different Mm -hmm. than everyone coming from the industry. So I think that he would have a very different perspective on um, the artistry in terms of the people coming up. And then Cardi B has a very different way of becoming who she is as well. Right. Versus going through the industry outlet. I think I like it. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. And I do think that the hip hop community is ready for a show like this because 
they did a great job by picking three judges that come from different aspects. So mm-hmm. we have T.I. who has been in the game for a very long time yes. and he basically came up in the game in the traditional sense of the word. This right? is true. Right. So if you want to go from yeah. traditional. Basically from street who had a, you know, street guy who had a talent, who was working toward a goal, mm-hmm. yeah. achieved that goal and now he is, mm-hmm. um, you know. Exactly. Right. And then when he came out, it was all about your plays on the radio, right? Right. And that, you know, equate to how well you were doing. It was the real hustle. Yeah, it was the truly the real hustle. Mm -hmm. And then we have our guy Chance the Rapper who came up during the YouTube era. SoundCloud. SoundCloud era, social, you know, on that aspect. So things shifted from the TI era to the Chance the Rapper. And he's also a independent artist and he owns the masters to his songs and everything and his production. So, which is also a cool, and he is one of the pioneers in that Avenue. He's one who kind of had a number one album based on his album solely and he owning the masters. So that's unique. So if a rapper is coming in and they want to own their own masters and Mm -hmm. royalties, they can look to him as a, like a guide, as a guide. Mm -hmm. And then you have Cardi B. Yeah. Who started in um, reality TV, reality TV, Mm -hmm. And she's more personality based, right? Yes. So people social media mainly. Social yes. media. Mm-hmm. She she was on Love and Hip Hop. Yes. She before Love and Hip Hop, she was a, a Instagram. Uh, yeah, she, she was a stripper. I mean, she says it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's a stripper. Yes, but she also was an Instagram personality, yes. and people was definitely attracted to her because of that. So you have three different artists yes. that came up in three different ways. Yes. Right. So basically shows the contestants that yeah. they can they make, can make it, their own way. Yeah. Right. Yes. Which and, I think is yeah. dope and how they picked everybody. Yeah. So everyone in their own right is a master of their craft. Yeah. And For I like sure. that this is a hip hop based mm-hmm. talent mm-hmm. show um, where we can see, I mean, we've had other shows where it was like based on, you know, rapping, but I think, you know, like Amer- like you said, you know, American Idol and like X Factor and like yes, the voice, like that. the voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that this is this is solely based on hip hop and rap. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I like that it's specific. We know what we're looking for. We know what music we're kind of here. Right. We're gonna hear, and we're excited to see some new talent in that field because. I mean, we see a lot of it every day. I feel like everyone and their mom wants to be mm-hmm. a hip hop star, a rapper, <laughs> but I think it's gonna be fun to really see them go out into their cities, into where they're from, and really look at talent. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you might see talent on SoundCloud, but if Chance the Rapper says this person is good, or Cardi B says I picked you myself, right? then I think it's going to be really dope to see what comes of this. Yeah, for sure. Like even watching the, I mean, watching the um, episodes, I do have a few qualms. I'll be honest. Ooh, what's your about qualms? how it's done? Um, Maybe you guys can, can fill in on this part because I didn't watch the conversation that Chance had with Charlemagne. So maybe he will get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he mentioned that in, in that regard, but watching the, um, the actual show, I, just seeing how they were judging the contestants, I wasn't quite sure what kind of artist they were looking for because there mm. were some people that they passed on who I thought were really talented and others that they let through where I was just like, are you serious? Mm. So I, I just wasn't sure because... And this um, was a unanimous decision by them letting them through? Well, the way they did it for when they went to their cities, um, first they went to... They went to... Chicago? Or? No. 
They went to Atlanta, Al- Atlanta first Atlanta. with T.I. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the Bronx with Cardi B and they ended it with Chance in Chicago. And I just felt like the critiquing that they had on some of the artists, it wasn't coming from like a... I don't want to say not an educated place, but like I'll specifically talk to when Cardi B was doing her critiquing. Mm-hmm. Hers was just like, yeah, you good though, but like, how you going to make me some money? And she's like not taking it, mm. the, the judging serious. And for me, like maybe because I genuinely like love music and love artistry and all that stuff. Some things I'm like, okay, if you're going to give someone constructive criticism, give them that. But don't be like, yeah, you cute, but like, yeah. you, how are you going to make me some money? This is an industry full of yeah. white people and the white people are going to yeah. be scared by your image and da 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 da. Like, I'm like, okay, you kind of got to understand yeah. that these artists who are coming to compete are coming from like nothing. They have yeah. no... Right. Record, you know they don't, they don't know, know anything they don't, they don't have know a, anything and they don't have a team to exactly. dress them up and make them look yeah. away or exactly so, so I, is she yeah. looking from for a personality she yeah. seems like she's looking for someone maybe like she's herself a, and maybe that's her role that's why i was yeah. gonna say maybe that maybe right. they'll talk yeah. about that and that maybe that's her role because yeah. that's what i was she, gonna say coming from cardi b that sounds like a cardi like b, a, like a cr- cardi cardi b response. response but then for me i feel like that makes the competition unfair right to those people in her in her city, yeah. in the Bronx, yeah. because if you're going, I know they said they're not going based solely on talent. They want the whole package, but it's like, yeah, there were some talented people well and I'm just like, okay, this person, yeah. uh, you said they can sell you records yeah. because of how they look, right. but, but I mean, I guess that's part of it. It's not just so. about the talent. It's not. And it's not just about, um, the business mm-hmm. side. Also, what, how are you going to make me money? That is a, I mean, that is a valid question. It is a valid question, but they don't know. They're not in the industry. Yeah. So they I don't, mean, maybe she could have coming, rephrased it like, right. you know, you're cute, but I think your image or right. I think the way you present to us needs right. some work. Right. And, and I feel like judging off of some of her facial expressions, I'm sure some people in the crowd were kind of having the same thought process that I was got it. because there was a moment where she was just like, you guys got to understand I get paid to be me. Yeah, like oh, she, she addressed the audience. Yeah, like she said it. Like y'all gotta understand, and I'm sure she's talking out loud to whoever. Yeah. You know, she's in the room. So that was just my thing. Yeah. And then like I think maybe her wording probably yeah. wasn't right. You know, yeah, because right. I, I mean, I interpret that as I get paid to be me. Mm-hmm. So what is it about you that people are going to connect That's with? Right. Yeah, that to that they want to put that money. They're going to want to be like, oh, let me. She got mm-hmm. a T-shirt line. Let me buy yeah. it. She got an album out. Let me go get it. But then not everybody's a gimmick, and I think that's a lot of the times why certain artists fall short they may have the lyrical content they yeah. be a true lyricist but they don't have that it factor that is going to sell the records i can understand where she's coming from and i think well what was said in the conversation with charlemagne and chance mm-hmm. and ti was that they were looking for a well-rounded artist right so in my opinion, I think that also means looks. Mm-hmm. Definitely, she probably can word it in a way that is a little bit more, more constructive. Yeah. Um, but definitely... More polished. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but I can see what she means is, how are you going to make me money? How are people going to connect to you mm-hmm. as a person? They're going to want to give you money so you can make money. How, how can you be yourself mm-hmm. and show us you right. so that we're going to be like, yes, we support everything that you do? Exactly. Do you think that's something that an artist like coming from their standpoint should know going into that competition. Isn't that why they're there for someone to help them help pull that out of them? You know what I mean? Definitely. I don't think people are going to know how to do that on their own. People don't know in everyday life how to connect to people on a regular basis. Yeah, Yeah, true. So I think definitely, um, to, to show someone, maybe guide someone on that aspect 
because that that's hard mm-hmm. you know yeah. some people might want to be one person when they're on stage and one person when they're home how do they exactly. navigate that part different personas mm-hmm. exactly and also with that being said so joey a person you may think that was super talented that not this this may not be the end of the story for them, right? And like I'm sure. we've seen yeah. with Idol, Voice, yeah. people have rose above the comments. And I, and I even said that to my sister. I was just like, you know what? Because this is on Netflix, these artists are still given a lot of exposure Yes, being on here. So they may be, you know, a, a music exec or someone who's doing something. That knows what to do. Yeah, with the right connections. And they can be like, okay, they might not have been the artist for you, but mm-hmm. they fit with what I'm doing. Like yeah. there was one guy on there... Um, he was creepy as fuck. Like, <laughs> they liked him? No. Oh, they okay. didn't like him, but creepy? it just reminded me. Like, okay, let me describe. He had like dark eyeliner on. He had okay. a doll's head. Like there was a chain around his neck and there was a doll's head hanging from it. Like okay. very goth-ish like. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but they were comparing him to an artist who's kind of like how X was. Kind of dark. Very dark. He had very demonic tones okay. in his rap. Ex to Um him yeah. and like how people like Uzi, how Uzi, mm-hmm. you know, or Juice World, yeah, yeah like so, there's so drug user, music. drug users. He literally had a line that said something, something. I'm like a demon, something in his wow. lyric. So Chance even said it. Chance, they're like they basically they're just like we're not gonna sit here and say you suck, right? But there is a fan group for him. Yeah, it's yeah. just not with us. Yeah, so I and thought it's that not was a part yeah. of pop culture exactly. So that's. So I thought that was fair. That was good critiquing. And at the same time, it was just like, he was like, I don't think a competition is your type of style because you're just someone who would have a very specific fan base. So I kind of like criticism like that. And then there was another guy that was with Chance in Chicago. I don't remember his name, but it was Chance, Twista, and then some other guy. That guy needs to be, needs to host his own show. Oh, really? Because the way that he he was giving real like he constructive yes like he's mm. said he's been in the business for 20 years he may be like a dj or producer gotcha i'm not really really sure but um that i like so you guys will see that when you watch the yes. show but yeah so kwana and i did not watch the first episode however we did watch a youtube episode of charlemagne the gods um what's the name of his show um so it's just it was just him he he posts interviews that he, uh-huh. discussing culture yeah, discussing culture and or like he uh he just did an interview with tracy ellis ross mm-hmm. and the the cast of girlfriends like so anytime oh, okay so it wasn't generally yeah, it, it wasn't about this no yeah. oh, he, okay. he, he he does interviews and then he posts yeah. them afterwards on gotcha. YouTube. exactly gotcha. and his yeah. main focus is to just talk about culture gotcha and with these guests okay so kwana can you give us a little insight about the interview he had with chance and tia unfortunately Cardi was not in that interview. Yeah, just the guys. Yes, it okay. was just the guys. But um, he basically sat down with them really quickly. It was about a twenty-minute interview just to talk about the show, and he asked them really good questions. Just you know, how do you go about picking um, these artists? How do you go about like how do you know someone is ready to take that next step in their career? Um, and there were there were a lot of good points made. Um, yeah, so T.I. makes a really good point about a star with a story. Mm-hmm. And he gives an, an example of DMX. So um, this is T.I.'s opinion. Ain't nothing like a star with a story. Word. Like, like for instance, DMX, a star with a story, a phenomenal story. Absolutely. For DMX to actually be able to conceptualize what his story is in such a way where he can presented with such clarity. And he ain't got to use words. Word, 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 word. 
He meant that. Yeah. He did what I said. <laughs> yeah. He meant that shit. Uh, and I think every artist has their own way of conveying those types of messages. It's just how they choose to bring it up. That's what we're here for. Yeah, so that that is T.I.'s uh, opinion on a star with a story. So I agree, you know, like the example he gave DMX, who has an incredible story, how he grew up, where mm -hmm. he comes from. Just mm -hmm. his music yeah. was so deep, like so DMX. So he was just saying, you know, being very clear on the message you want to give exactly. as an artist. You know, I've gotten to arguments with my homeboy. He truly from the depths of his soul, he believes DMX is the best rapper alive oh, wow. he would argue with me toe to toe about how dmx is the best and he would just run down the catalog and give me examples and i'm like okay you win you win like he's so passionate about how dmx is such an amazing artist but to piggyback on what kwana was saying i believe a star with a story provides clarity to mm. their art to the world of who they are right and in the same clip T.I. also talks about how the majority of who listens to rap music is of the Caucasian persuasion. Okay. And he says that they're the ones who are driving the sales and buying the music. And he said, going back to the story part of it, he was saying how he loves Eminem, right? Eminem yes. is a great lyricist. Yes. He says, mm -hmm. but I cannot... 100% relate, relate to Eminem's music right. because Eminem talks about some dark shit that yeah. in the black community, we don't know about that shit. We don't experience that <laughs> yeah. shit, you know? Charlamagne goes, yeah, I never wanted to kill my mom, so I don't, <laughs> I can't relate. Can't relate. That. And that made me think too like, about damn. all the artists that I truly connect with, right? And I talk about J. Cole and Drake a lot. Mm -hmm. And I connect with J. Cole's story. I'm connected to him with that. I connect with his story because he grew up in a single parent home. Mm -hmm. That's me. I grew up in a single parent home. And then also talking about daddy not around in his life at that moment. And then I can relate to that. And then he also talked about military life and relating with that. And then he also talks about student loans, J. Cole, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So and being in college and being and in stuff. college. So those are things that I relate to. And then Drake, of course, he's middle class, grew up with his mom, single parent home. But any but other artists who doesn't have a story that I connect with. I don't really go with them that way. I can connect with Drake and his, you know, with his dad's situation. So those are artists I hold near to my heart because I have a connection. But if I'm listening to Future and he's talking about Molly Percocets, you know, I don't know about that life, right? Yeah. I can only yeah. imagine based off his song what Molly Percocets feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't relate. And that song, that that song, you know, would only be on my playlist, but I'm not listening to a whole catalog, a whole album. I'm not a diehard fan for Future because I can't connect with Future's story. So I completely understand what T.I. was saying about how an artist needs to have a story for you to connect with. Yeah. I mean, even, uh, I know in my case, like the album, you know, Kendrick's album, Good Kid, Mad City, is one of my favorite. Right. I didn't grow up in Compton. Mm, right. I didn't grow up in that kind of environment. I didn't grow up with Bloods around me, Crips, Crips. around me. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in that way. But I love the story, the, the telling of the story. He tells it so beautifully. Right. You know, from start to finish, from when it first comes on in the intro to Shireen to the end where, mm, yes. you know, like the whole story is dope. So it really paints a picture of who he is. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he had his mixtapes before then, like Section 80 and right. all that stuff. But I think Good Kid, Mad City for me really showed me who Kendrick Lamar 
was yeah. and then from then you know he added on to that layer of like with who he is to pimp a butterfly and like yeah. he added on to the layers of who he was but i think that was a great example for mm-hmm. me of an artist telling me his story exactly. and it's good that you say that because even throughout the competition one thing that they asked them is what makes you unique and that's mm. when they you know talk about their story, story and they showed the behind the scenes of some of the things that they went through like some people you know one girl was like a stripper one girl was like a twin and her brother was in jail who's and he's also a rapper and they were like doing it together so she talks about that story you know they all have different backgrounds right um so what the judges really wanted to hear was okay why does that make you unique and what are you doing with that like how does that connect to how you go about doing your music. Exactly. So I thought that was good because some people like Cardi was saying too, she's like, you know, I'm from the Bronx. Everyone has a story if you really think about it. But we all do. You know, what makes your story unique and how has that shaped you, I guess, as an artist, if you will. So I thought that was really cool to see how they connected that with their art. And another thing that I really wanted to get everyone's opinion on um, from the conversation with Charlemagne was he asked this question. I would love to hear everybody's opinion on this. Is hip hop an extension of black culture? Absolutely. I think so. I think so because I feel like, I mean, I guess I'll speak, well, I can't speak from the white person's perspective, but people who are not of color, a lot of them get their access to our culture through hip hop because where else are you going to find it? Yeah. You're, you're not right. in it. Not so in I mean, it, yeah. I think hip hop a lot yeah. of times they, and that's, I think that's why a lot of times people have this stereotype of how black people live their life because they're only mainly getting it from hip hop yeah. right. and what they see on TV. And that's the only yeah. info that they have. They right. don't know a black person to ask them what their real story is yeah. or know anyone personally to really get the yeah. inside. So they, all they have is the music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a Dude. lot of times what, you know, I guess most of the mainstream rappers are talking about are about the somewhat, I mean, it's changing now, but the stereotypical stuff. I mean, hip-hop was born in the Bronx Mm -hmm. with black and Latino men Mm -hmm. um, and women who, I mean, they basically told their story of, like, living here and police brutality and our everyday lives and our everyday struggles and stuff. So I definitely think it's it's a way for people to express their their culture right um black and brown people to uh, express their culture and what they're going through in their everyday lives i think that's why sometimes people get really confused with like an artist like logic right Mm. who is a mixed race um rapper but he's gone through very similar Mm -hmm. stories as someone who may have come from the bronx Mm -hmm. Definitely, I think sometimes people look at him mm-hmm, right. and they don't know where to place him because he doesn't look, mm-hmm. you know. And then sometimes he has to explain himself. Or he, he always explains to. himself, and yeah. I think it's clear that he has an identity problem with yeah. it because literally every every song you listen to him, he will you every song you listen to, he will drop something about race in there, mm. and maybe that's intentional, which is fine because that is part of his story. But it's something that he clearly struggles with, and I just. I mean, not to sorry, not to like jump in, but I just feel like we have J. Cole and Drake who are also biracial, who have been openly welcome fully to being black. And Drake did not grow up in the the traditional suburbs, middle class, middle class, Mm -hmm. you know, Jewish mom, Mm -hmm. Canada art, you know, an actor on TV. Exactly. You know, that's a whole nother 
later. Life. Yeah. A whole different life. life. Yeah. But do you think that has something to do with his popularity too? Because he came from that background. No, I think I, his popularity comes from the fact that he can tell his story yeah. and tell mm. it well. And Goes I think it's, it's content. It's relatable. It. And he's true to his story. Yeah. He is. This is how like you, you can see my like growing up and you know hitting puberty you can google that like right. it's online you can see it i look crazy right wheelchair we Jimmy. all can relate to that right. you can see it and it's um he added a he added context you know because again i didn't grow up in that particular that hood environment but i grew up listening to hip-hop and rap and understanding the stories right. because i you know either had friends or family in proximity or was in you know in like a, a visitor right. to some of those um, spaces. But I knew that that wasn't my particular life. Yeah. That wasn't how I grew up and how I saw the world. But I could understand how, that. how you could feel. Yeah, I could understand that. And then also, for example, Joey and I, I know for myself, I grew, grew up part of my life in that Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. So my my experience of what the ghetto is and what mm -hmm. the hood it's is very different. It's yeah. very different to what American society considers yeah. the ghetto and the hood. Right. Yeah. So my way of getting to know what that was, was through music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't understand and get the feeling. I know yeah. in, in the episode, don't call it a comeback. We talk about music and emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know I mentioned Mary J Blige and how she sings, I'm going down. Right. Mm -hmm. And I say I can tap into yes. what she's feeling because I feel the pain through the music. She's telling her story. Right. right. And I can embody that. And I can feel that in that moment. I may not necessarily want to be going through it with her at the same time, but because she's telling her story, I get that. Right. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, too, that was mentioned in the interview is Chance the Rapper talking about culture vultures mm. and what that means and how other artists are taking the hip hop or the yeah. black community and taking it to another yeah. level. So, Quana, what do you yeah. want to say about that? So he basically said that he low key hates the word culture because he feels like it invited everyone into our shit. Mm and people use the word culture as a way to gain access in there, even though they have nothing to do with it. And T.I. responded to that saying that we have not protected the culture. Mm. That um, was powerful. Yeah. And we haven't. Yeah. We talked about that, too. And, and Charlemagne did episode. follow up on that as well. Sorry, say, Joey. No, and no, go. He basically said, well, um, are black people too accepting? We are. Of others, or do we not have a choice? Because mm. we don't necessarily own um, financially own hip hop because majority of the people who buy hip hop are white. Majority right. of the people who listen to hip hop are white. Right. The people who own these labels mm -hmm. are white. And what was T.I.'s analogy of that? Um, well, T.I. came. <sighs> the temperature and the. T.I. came back and basically said that no we don't own it but as black people we are the thermostat so we set the temperature we say this is hot this is cold this is yes this is no mm -hmm. and everyone else is the actual temperature so they have to rise to what we say right. we say okay this is hot everybody's gonna say okay it's hot and then they go that way mm -hmm. right and then we say nah this is this ain't it and then everyone flees from that right right um so i thought that was really profound and definitely they, yeah. they put that definitely but um but what do you guys what are your thoughts also to piggyback on what you were saying mm -hmm. chance also talked about anybody who was 
selling merchandise yeah. off of the culture is an appropriator is is, is exploiting it yeah, yeah it's exploiting mm-hmm. exploiting it now is he saying he's saying that obviously specifically people who are of other yes other? he said people who are not part not of the black. culture using the culture to sell things, financial needs you're exploiting the it. culture because you know nothing about it yeah. right so in a sense you're using it to just get financial you don't care you're not doing so how do we and, and they brought up six nine Charlemagne did br- mm. bring up takashi six nine yeah and he said so what about someone like him he is a young kid not really about it like that but he's making it seem as if he's about that life he gets caught up in some mess now he's telling on everybody mm-hmm. right um, so T.I. responded to that. He did what the people around him uh, allowed to be done. Um, we have to protect the culture and we don't support that shit. Right. I agree mm. with Charlemagne. Was it T.I. or Charlemagne? Who it was T.I. who said that. Right. Charlemagne acts. I, I agree with Charlemagne that 6 9 was a product of the people he was around. They, so. they saw they were getting checks for exploiting, yeah. The, yeah. Culture. exploiting the culture. So, yeah. And like, let this person say that he's part of the bloods and mm-hmm. like right. we're selling records. Mm-hmm. Let him go ahead and do what he will protect him. Yeah. But, but then, then now, when people, I guess to play devil's advocate, some people will say, is that exploitation on like six nines part? Because technically he could be considered part of the culture because he is of Hispanic descent. Well, I think it's not about his race or his ethnicity. Mm-hmm. I think it's about his upbringing at this point. What's his? I don't. I honestly don't I know mean, much he's about Hispanic, his background. Right? He is. I don't know much about his particular upbringing. Is he from either. New York? Like, um, I'm, I'm not, not sure. even okay, sure. Okay. But Charlemagne, I remember during the interview because he did come on the Breakfast. Club, I remember that. Yeah, Charlemagne told him, "Look, you're not about this hood life." Right. He did this, this, this real hood street shit. That's not you. So the fact that you're out here pretending and acting as if you're down for all of it, you're going to get caught up in some mess and mm. you're not going to know how to get out of it yeah. at all. And you know, you know look nah, I'm now. good. I can't be touched. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He felt protected. He yeah. felt protected. People saw him as money and we know how it is in this industry, yes, especially dollar signs, yes. dollar signs. That That's it. Exactly. Like dollar dollar bills, y'all. Can you make me money? And people are riding his train, making that money until the money stopped. And now we see what's going on. So, well, real quick, I just want to say back to Chance's question, though. He doesn't like the word culture. What do you guys feel about that word? Do you have an issue with it? Do you understand it? How do you define it? What do you think? So... I think I said this before too. Are other people as accepting as we are for exploiting their culture? Right. If I was, how do you define culture? I think culture is defined by your experience and what you've come from. And it has to be a certain group of people who experience this together and they define it amongst themselves. Right. A conglomerate. I don't think it's a individual person thing. I think it has okay. to come mm-hmm. together as a group. Mm-hmm. That's what I would define culture as in my in my mind. Uh, I think culture has a lot to do. I wouldn't know my culture if it wasn't for my family. Right. Bringing it down from generations to generations. Because like, because like you know, like for us, we have black culture and we have caribbean culture correct caribbean culture like black culture is two very different different. very different like talking to my mom they like my parents and my family like when we're talking about black issues 
then they'll roll over to issues that we deal with in the Caribbean right. that is only experienced in the Caribbean by Correct. the collective. Right. So, and then I've had this conversation with my mom who who grew up in the islands, right? She didn't experience any form of racism because she was in the islands as a black person. You are the majority. Right. Yes, exactly. So the only type of racism she experienced was between people who are of the same race, between light skin, dark skin, right? Mm. So and colorism. She, colorism. Correct. She did not experience actual race. She, she says racism is a, an American, a black American thing, right? Yeah, because black that. American, that's black what they American say. thing that happens in the U S correct. And she didn't experience that until she got here and she didn't know what that was until she experienced it herself. And then she could relate. I right? can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a cultural difference. Right. If you hear me, mm-hmm. right. We talking right, right. about what yes. we come from. So growing up in that dynamic, you know, my mom did not talk to me about racism. Until, until she experienced it. And this is later on in life, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't grow up with that mentality like, oh, I have to look out for this. I have to watch out for this until my mom experienced it herself and she spoke to me about it. And then mm-hmm. I had my own experiences and watching other people and reading about it and listening it through music. And that's the core thing that you just said. Mm-hmm. Experiences. Experience. What is your experience yes, with in culture. order to create, yes. you know, what everyone deems of that collective, what the culture is. Right. like. Yes. To set the standard, everyone has to have a similar experience for it. And people are looking at, looking at it from an outside lens, thinking mm-hmm. that they share that experience when yes. they don't. They can't. They can't. Well, I and looked I, up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I looked up the definition of culture and um, the definitions that stand out to me are the customs, arts, social institutions and achievements of a particular nation, mm. people or other social group. The attitudes and behavior characteristic of a particular social group or the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Collectively. Mm. Collectively, like I Mm -hmm. said, as a group. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we always see this on social media. He's invited to the cookout. She's invited to the cookout. We are so accepting. Yeah. But going back to Charlamagne's question, do we have a choice? What do you guys think? I think we do have a choice. I think um, a lot of times the things that make money are the things that we allow to make money. Um, I think if, like, especially when it comes to, like, the black dollar and what we choose to spend our money on, what we choose to give our energy to, that's what people are going to gravitate to. So you have, um, for example... You have black women such as ourselves who love cornrows. We go get our hair braided. It's dope. It's amazing. We've been doing it since we've been born. Right. (laughs) Now you have people who are seeing this hairstyle and they're like, this is amazing. This is dope. Let me go find someone to braid my hair. Yet, um, you know, we go to work and people are like, "Mm, you can't wear those braids because... You know, it looks unkempt or it looks a mess. So it's like culture to me is, um, you know, you have this group of people and you have these customs Mm -hmm. and things that we do. And you have to understand, maybe you don't fully understand someone's culture, but at least be open to cultures that aren't 
like yours. So when it comes to making money off of someone's culture, off of someone's culture, I think people need to be very careful to not just take something and pretend as if it only existed until you found it. Exactly. And I think if as black people, if we were to say, if we were today, if especially black women, if we were to say cornrows are dead, we're not doing them anymore. Mm. That's the end of cornrows. That's it. Right. That's the end of it. You know, so I think a lot of times when it comes to artists and music and making money, I think if black people said we don't support you, Mm -hmm. we're not about this. I mean, look at what happened to Christette Michelle. Right. After the whole Trump thing. Yeah. People were like, and and she's talented. That's the thing. She's beyond talented. Voice voice for days. Yes. You know, like. But why can't we have that same energy with Kanye? I have that energy with Kanye. I don't know yeah. about everybody Some else. I don't know. The, co- the collective Kanye. does not. I think a lot of people get swept up by the gimmicks. Of Kanye? Swept up, yes. And swept up by... Because he's a freaking genius, though. Yeah, he is. Musically, There's yes. no denying the talent. But you know what? You can't get my money, my hard-earned money, right? just because you put on a service. I think he found a... a Sunday s- service. Well, that's where I was going to right? my next point. I think he found a sweet spot with the black community is through God church and Jesus and church. So he's, is he manipulating the culture? A little bit. Cause he is a part of so. the culture. A little bit. And I mean, I think he knows he's, he's smart. He knows what sells. Yeah. He's always kind of incorporated, but God nobody can Jesus deny God. God. Jesus, Jesus walks. You know, we get it's it. Like rede- it's but like redemption. redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm human. I'm flawed. Right. I'm trying to make it right. And if you love Jesus, then you can love me. Yes. And he's using that. Oh my God! I just have a revelation. He's using that. Yeah. He's in, he's using my God against me. Like yeah. that is. But crazy. I think a lot of people who see past that, and they see, you know, the man who once said that George Bush hates black people, and the man who says mm. that Trump is, you know, we have the same energy, fire energy. He's my brother. I think we see past that. Does that go back to our previous episode where we talked about forgiveness? Are we forgiving Kanye for all of the nonsense that he's doing? You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, are we forgiving everything that's coming out of his mouth because we see the man underneath? Um, At this point, I think a lot of people haven't yet. Or the Mm -hmm. man in the mirror. Yeah. I don't think he see himself. (laughs) He ain't got mirrors in his house. (laughs) At, at yeah, I see point, that. I see one mirror. Ain't no reflection up in that bitch. I don't Ooh. think we've forgiven anything. I think until Kanye kind of sees where he has gone in mm-hmm. his life, or he can somehow connect back with his fans and make amends for some of the things that people were right. like hurt by, mm-hmm. um, then I think it it could. Yeah, we could talk about forgiveness. We can, and like Quana was saying. He needs to address his delivery. I think he has an issue with delivery. But if he's someone who has these mental issues that they say he has, <laughs> he can't control that. What, his it's, delivery? Yeah, it's part of his mental condition. So you feel like when he's off going off on a tangent, he's off the meds? I don't know if he's off the meds, but I just feel like... What I think he came out and said that he has bipolar. He's bipolar or something like that, right? Or that Allegedly. Was an album. Allegedly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know specifics. Right. But if that is someone, they can't control their delivery. They can't control how things are said. They're just very brash with whatever comes out. This is what I'm thinking in the moment. And this is how it comes mm-hmm. out. It might not 
he may not be able to articulate exactly how he thinks and how he feels and all that right at the moment but it just comes out you know what i mean yeah it's just like regurgitated yeah and i think the way that we interpret it is not always how he probably sees it right but that's just because he's incapable of i guess i don't know articulating it the way that he really means it i don't know but I do want to say just before we wrap up, like I do want to just quickly go back to black people and how we um, how we control the culture in that sense. Right. Like I just want to bring it back into today's day and age, how we have black Twitter. Yes. Black Twitter has made a lot of these companies some money Account for, up, well, for the free. Oh, yeah. Like the chicken. That's Popeyes. exactly what I want. The chicken Popeyes, the memes. Now these corporations, Wendy's, even if you think how Wendy's and all these um especially the fast food chains, right. how they're talking yeah. on Twitter. They're talking with African-American vernacular. Yes. If you will. Use, use your words. Like, I'm telling you, you know, I study this. Yes. You know what I mean? But they're like. <laughs> Expeditiously. Expeditiously. You know what Expeditiously. I mean? Is that how we say? Okay. Expeditiously. All right. T.I. We trying to and use your words. And he's funny on when he's judging too, because I'll be looking at. Anyway. Anyways. Whatever. But back to the topic. Yeah. Back to the topic. When you think of black Twitter and yes. how black Twitter alone drives the Million, culture today. Joey, millions of of free revenue marketing revenue popeyes came out and said the whole fried chicken sandwich situation was so much millions of free revenue that we gave to them ask me did we get any of that money back into the community nope even when you think about the movie bird box we, we did that. We did that. We did that. You put so, Trevante Rhodes in a movie. Are you serious? Right. We did that. And then we made a meme out of the whole scenario right. of Bird Box. And then it turned into a challenge. But why can't we, That's us. That's but, us. But my frustration is why can't we do that for other black owned companies? I think that when it comes to black owned businesses, I think we do. Um, so, we do we do support, but in millions dollars worth of free marketing. Not, but the thing is, Bird Box, when like for example, Bird Box came out, you know, Black Twitter is watching it. They're laughing. They're making memes. They're making fun of it. Right. And then people are like, Oh, what? What is this? Let me go watch. Let I me go learned watch about it. the movie from a, from a meme. Exactly. I was yeah. like, I, I feel but like I'm missing out. Who's watching now that we've said something? Black people, white people, Latin everybody, people, everybody, because it's social media. Everybody's social reposting. Media. But if you go to a black owned small business, who's who are the people who are buying from them? Black people. So it's like a lot of times we could big up um, these uh, small businesses. And we do. We talk about, you know, people who. Like, like Joey, how you have your dose of dopeness. Like we talk about these people mm-hmm. who have their businesses, have their apps, have their stores, have their, you know, whatever, have their restaurants. We can talk about it. But a lot of times the millions of dollars don't come in until people who are non-black are also involved. Right. Mm, um, okay. I see your point. point. Yeah. So, but, I but I don't think that means that we're not doing our we initiated, part. We initiated yeah. supporting. It I think that we do. Right. But also I see was challenging that to say that we need to see our value. We don't see our value. Our alone, like by ourselves. Yes. yes. As, as people of color, we have so much value and we don't take pride in that. I disagree. What, that we don't have value? I think we do see our value. Do we? I, I think we do. I think we know that we're dope as fuck. We're funny as fuck. Right. That black Twitter is the only reason you're on Twitter. I think <laughs> we know that. 
But, but why I don't think we utilize that in powerful because ways? Because I think that we have grown up in just in the culture and in this country to be as to be every man for himself because mm. that is how we survive. Right. Yes, I can help you, but at the end of the day, if I don't got a pot to piss in, how can I give you one? Right. So it's like... I think there is a sense of every man for himself, which mm-hmm. is something that we should. We we do definitely towards. have that mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, work work against. Sorry, not work towards. Uh-huh. Work Ooh, against. Don't, please don't. <laughs> yes, work against. And I think that is just a, a byproduct of this country and how we've been brought up. Right. That we gotta, you gotta make sure you're good. You, oh, you're starting a new job. You make sure you're better than everybody up in there. Right. Don't, right. It ain't about no friends. You ain't here to make friends. We have you're that mentality. To, we, we have to work that mentality. Twice as hard. And, twice as hard. And be, you know, individualistic in our thinking. And I think also with that, I feel like with us within our culture, if we're talking about black culture, we have this competitive nature. When it comes to rising to the top, yes. we feel like there's not enough spots for us to get there. Oh, it's Lord. so hard for us oh, to we, get I there. Got, anyway, I got stories upon I, stories. Trust me, that. I do this too. Is I've, whole had, this whole I've had black managers at work do everything they could to make sure I did not get promoted. I, I did mm. not get a, a salary raise. I didn't mm-hmm. get shit because they felt that there is only one. That's mm-hmm. very sad. It's going to be me. I had an incident at work. I'll be transparent real quick. I had an incident at work where an an executive, mind you, we work within the same department, asked me for my resume because they heard that there was an opening in a different department from ours and that he was going to pass it along. Now, he is a black man who's made it Ooh. in this quote unquote white man's world. You never told yes. me he was black. Oh, he's black. You never mentioned mm. that. Yes, he's black. What I thought I thought in my mind he was Caucasian. No, nope, he's black. And he um, he asked for my resume to pass it along. I'm like, oh, my God. OK, great. Like, yeah. of course, like, pass you. it along to him. You know, weeks go by. We had some I won't, we had some dumbass conversation where he's talking about whatever. Anyway, no. What, what okay, do you okay. talk about? Well, we had a conversation where he's talking about, I guess, after he reviewed my resume, we had a con- and now I'm connecting the dots after the fact. But we had a talk about my resume where he talks about, you know, what are your goals here and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was very transparent yeah. with him, blah, 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 blah. And he basically said, tried to dumb down what I wanted to aspire to and basically mm. said, well, you know, in this business, you have the captain of the ship and then you have the people who simply row the boat. And oh. no, he did not try to tell you you were rowing something. Okay, and so he's basically telling you that your your goal is dumb. Exactly. Stick to your lane, which exactly. is rowing the boat. Wow. No. And then after that, he went That's on a whole fair. story about how he got to where he got and the people he had to deal with. And I was this and I was that. And yeah, so that was that conversation. But then what happened afterwards is where I connected the dots. So the person that he was giving the resume to I had like a meeting with her or whatever. So I spoke to her about the role that she was potentially hiring for or whatever. And she told me that she did not receive a resume, a resume. from wow. said person. Oh, he tried it. Wow. Yeah. Why, black he never passed it on. Never passed it along. Wow. wow. So I don't know what he saw or I don't, I don't know what is, wow. what was within him. That's an insecure, it's an insecurity. Something in him was insecure. Yeah. Because insecurity. you studied 
pre-med in college. You hear me? You know what? Excuse you me. Hear with me? flying colors. Okay, let me run yeah. down your resume. You right. Me. Okay. He was Doing challenged. your MBA right now. You hear me? And like, he is not yes. a personable person. People do. I, he people saw? really do not like this person. And I'm yes. a likable person. He saw okay. that you could. So he surpass him. him. Yeah, he because you're likable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're likable. And people like you. Yep. Oh, that's a problem. But, okay. Yeah. He so, had, but in this situation, I say all this to say he is a people. black person with the power yes. to help elevate someone like me and help me get to a certain level. Yeah. But he liked being the only one. He liked yes, being the being anomaly the yep. in that situation. Being that, the token. Yep. That and we see a lot of that question. in many different industries. How old is he? Uh, I don't know, but he he cannot be more than 45. He has to be maybe like in his early 40s okay. for sure. So I have a public service announcement. What is it, girl? Black people. For us to get anywhere in life and to be prosperous, we have to help one another. You see it in the Asian community. You see it in the Indian community. You see sure. it in the Caucasian community. Let's go even to religion. You go to the Jewish community. You see okay. that. We have to support one another. It is not a jealousy thing. We are building each other up. If one of us win, we all win. Why do we have this mentality that we have to break each other down? It is not fair. It's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right. We have to do better mm-hmm. we have to do better this is crazy it's crazy and it's, it's sad so because even when you like talk to people about your accomplishments or where you want to go i feel like immediately some black people feel threatened by that because they feel like well that's something i want to do too how did you get there how can you get there before me like what wow. is this and it's like no like you should be inspired by that like yes let's do it together right. or this is something that i found to help me elevate to x y and z level let me right. share that which is why we share so much yes. on this podcast through the information that we find right because we want to share the knowledge yes, you know what i mean do. and i have a my first manager was a black woman and oh, mine too well, I think we had different experiences. Different yes, we did. <laughs> I'm still yes, friends with my um, former manager. I don't currently work at the same job, but she pushed me in every way. And I love that about her. So I'm saying that to say that I'm in a position currently where there are other black women on my team. And I try to be a mentor to them. Mm-hmm. I don't try to break them down. I try to uplift them. I try to give them sound advice and and I try to be very transparent with them. And we are not in a competition. I try to build them yes. up because that black woman treated me with respect and dignity. Dignity. So I'm going to do the same. I'm paying it forward. Mm-hmm. So you should do the same. I don't know why people have such a small mentality. It's not fair. It's not right. Yeah. Because and we will never get one, anywhere that way. It's one or nothing. It's There's only one space and it's going to be me. And right. that's it. But, you know, there's a time at my job where I was only the only black person on the team right and I've and I had to I didn't have to deal with a lot I won't say that but I was the token person people ask me questions and blah 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 and blase blase I think because of how I did on the job and how I communicated and everything everyone was more open to hiring Mm -hmm. more women of color and and if I could be the advocate for that I'm happy yes I will welcome that and I'm I'm proud of that and I and I want more of that I did not I was never jealous yeah. Or felt insecure because more women who look like me came onto yes. the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I supported that and I embraced that. Why can't other people think like that? That is crazy to me. It's mind boggling. Because to people me. are insane. <laughs> they and are. People are insecure. And, and and a lot of times it's you get into these spaces where you're the only one and all you have are these upper management, you know, um, 
these upper management um, people being like, you know, you're great, you're wonderful, like, watch out for this one. Like, people will put that shit in your ear. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, like, you know, it counter to your experience, my first manager was also a black woman, and she was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be straight up. She was a terrible manager. She, you know, every when when everything was great, oh, great team, good job. When everything was bad, you know, it was always let's point the finger and mm-hmm. see. Blame game who did it wrong let's get the scapegoat let's play the blame game and then you know if we're a team one minute but then it's like oh well you know you need to watch out for so-and-so because you know she's also an assistant she's gonna get the promotion before you it's crazy and it's like damn you just said that we were a great job team five minutes ago so are we a team am i working with her right i I, I had to train the girl so that's crazy what is it you know, and and it was just one of those things where I was like, this is just not I couldn't imagine myself being that way. Exactly. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, great conversation, ladies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Went very, very deep. So let's transition things a little bit. Um, get a little bit more happy. Let's go into what we are listening to. Yes. Yes. What we are listening Love to. I, I know. Our I, know I know. Who wants to go first? Okay, so who I've been listening to, I've been listening to a lot of people per usual. But um, the standouts for this week, I've been listening to Leighton Green. Just released her project called Tell Your Story. Tell Your Story. (laughs) Tell Your Story, which I think is really, really dope. Um, On this project, the one that stood out to me is called Blame On Me, where she's being really vulnerable, really transparent about her upbringing and the trials and tribulations that she's gone through with her family. Um, let's see who else. I'm also listening to a reggae artist oh. by the name of Mortimer. No, I never heard no. of that person. Mortimer. Um, he has a song called uh, careful mm-hmm. and he's basically talking about, be careful of the people that you keep around you mm. because you never know what their intentions are Ooh. or interests are in terms of being that close to you. Okay. Some people don't want the best for you. Just as we were talking about in our previous segment yes um so his Views song is, review okay but his song is called careful and i think i'll play that song okay play it so let's get into it really really quickly this is mortimer it's either mortimer or mortimer i'm not exactly sure okay th- turn on your accent yeah <laughs> this is mortimer okay <laughs> and this song is called careful careful girl hey yourself with joy and you will feel their energies no fun to see you fall and would have trade for anything but i tell you just be careful of the ones the ones you call your friends cause now for them a snake them filled with jealousy And that was more and more careful. Damn. Yeah, so okay. See what you listening to this week. Okay. So a lot of new music came out in the month of October. A lot of new albums. So I've been listening to some Young M.A. Mm-hmm. I love her. So her her first album, studio album, Her Story in the Making came out, which is so dope. Uh, she's an independent artist. She's not assigned to a label. Oh, she's independent. Yeah. So she owns her own that. master's. And also, wow. fun fact, she also um, directed her own porn. Oh. 
So oh, she what? yes. So she directed her own porn and she says that is getting her some checks. So her okay, money is not honey. only long in the music industry, it's also long in the porn industry. So that's shout a lucrative out. business right there. You yes. heard me? I'll be curious to know what kind of you know, what her porn her porn direction. I'm assuming she's doing lesbian porn. Hey. Okay. If she's doing lesbian porn, it is what it is. Whatever gets your rocks off. Then, I mean, know? I mean, I'm just saying that because that's you know, young her. and May. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Her new album, um, her story in the making is amazing. Um, also, Joey put me on to my classic, uh, in our previous episode, so I've been listening to him. You like him? I do. I even sent cool. him to my brother to listen. Nice. So he's Ooh. my my, my classic. classic from oh, episode my yeah, she played "What a Feeling," which was really great. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin told me that I do not have my ears to the street, oh. and that I need to be listening to Pop Smoke. Oh my god, my so, dad loves him, and I don't understand. Yeah, okay, smoke. yeah. Pop smoke. Na, 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 He's a party. Bro- na, 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 party. I'm a thought. Get me lit. Like yeah. So um, pop smoke. And there's a dance too. So he's like the new Bobby Schmurda. I get energy yeah. of Brooklyn. So I've been listening to him. Um, trying to still keep my ears to the street. <laughs> However, I've also been listening to Summer Walker's latest album. Over it. So good. Oh yeah. Definitely a gem. Yo, so good. the album cover is amazing and she recently revealed that she got her ass done yeah i did i did i i saw that the interview the interview with her in ari lennox ari lennox and her 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 no ladies very tasteful it's very like she just got a little you know a little a little mm. enhancement yeah a little it looks great girl do your thing i ain't no shame um and then Summer Walker, she has a song there um, with Usher on it. So it made me. That is my favorite track. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of favorite tracks. Yes. But that, yes. the samples oh. that she, she used does. this album yes. so dope. And yeah. fitting. It works with yes. her voice. Shout really out well. to London on the track. <laughs> her boom. Um, and then also Lil' Kim came out with an album. Yeah. So the name of Lil' Kim's album is Nine. And she got some bangers on there. She is singing a lot on the album, which I'm not mad at. Okay, Kim. Um, but there's some couple hits on there and she's also, there's the first half of nine and then she's coming out with the second half of nine. Oh, okay. So I've been listening to that. However, the album and the song that I want to play from is Wale. It's Mm. called Wow, That's Crazy. And I actually love the title of the album because I have a homeboy. He's always saying, wow, that's crazy (laughs) to every single thing. So shout out to my homeboy. I'm not going to say no names. But he's always saying that, and it's just like, I'm like, oh my God, someone named an album off of it. But I got to tell you that Wale, he has a song on there called Expectations featuring Black, who I absolutely love. And I love this song because it talks about mental health. And it talks about mental health with men. And it also talks about mental health with women. And this song really, like touches me in every way Mm. and i'm an advocate to men especially men of color to seeking help from therapy and he is so vulnerable and so raw in this song so i want to play expectations featuring black from wow that's crazy wale his latest album Cause white terror don't sleep. I got the roll of my leaf. Might stop the PTSD. Carry it away. Bitches break up with you if you don't break. Niggas is lame. Nigga, my drive ain't the same. Of course, you are it's a race. Oh, God, I got some reason to wear my head down. Pray all my eyes be even. Cause it get hard. And I follow what I feel. But that's the issue. My thoughts can be deceiving if they get around. Welcome. 
So that was Expectations from Wale on his new album, Wow, That's Crazy. So if you have not listened, check it out. The man is speaking truth. He makes me feel proud to be a woman, a woman of color. The album is an amazing body of work. So, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Kwana, what you been listening to? Mm, I've been listening to a lot of things. Um, I've been more in like a listening to more old stuff than new stuff definitely okay. listening to summer walker though Whew. yeah we, i walked up in your house and you was playing summer walker i, was, I, just, I had to sit down on the couch i had to get myself yeah. together i, I, I put it, it on like, repeat whoo. now when i want to go through albums i start because i like to listen from start to finish Same. Uh-huh. and Same. i just so, put it on repeat so it just so once it's done it just comes right back you gotta get a okay. full feel i just yes. let it keep but run. quick question mm-hmm. albums r&b albums yes. right from women right yes so we have ari lennox yes her so shea butter baby yes uh-huh. her uh-huh her lma yes. uh-huh and uh-huh. summer walker uh-huh. whose album you got all of them all of them all of them oh i'm gonna add another one who throw it up in the mix okay who has the best replay value i'm adding Ooh. SZA in the mix who oh. you got says so you mean well SZA only has control that. control yes um, so who honestly, you got all of them all of them you got? All of them. Replay value. All Even LMA. Even okay. LMA. She has certain songs that have replay value. But like you said, SZA, Ari Lennox. Um, we have Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I don't replay the whole album, there are definitely majority of the songs. I will put it on a playlist and I will um, mm-hmm. deal with the songs. Right. You know, in that way. Right. Um, but definitely, I value all of those women. I love R&B. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely find... Um, replay value. Replay in value in, in what they have to okay. offer. For example, for LMA, Shot Clock is my shit. That's Shot a good song. Yes. Good Shot song. Clock is my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are certain songs that resonate with me, especially at particular times. Right. So I will create a playlist. I can put all those women on a playlist. Yes. And, and it will be fire. And it will rock. Okay, yes. sounds good. Um, but for me, I'm going to play, um, you know me, R&B all day. All day. Um, every so day. there is an artist by the name of Kwaku Asante. Ooh. I hope, I pray I'm saying his name right. His song is called Molasses. Mm. Very R&B, very smooth. That sounds good. It is dope. And I, I have been, it has been on repeat for the past yeah. like week and a half. So I want to play Molasses by Kwaku Asante. Yes, Kwana. That was smooth. I don't know. I'm sorry. So sorry, but we're going to tag you and we're going to give you the credit because you're dope. And I like your music and he has awesome. a lot of singles out now. I haven't seen like a full mixtape mm-hmm. or a full album, gotcha. but definitely I am looking out for this guy and what he has to offer. All right. Um, cool. Dope. So that's what I'm listening to. Yay. And we're happy that you guys got to join us for this wonderful episode. Episode. Amazing yes. job, ladies. Yes. 
ladies. The the conversation yes, was the conversations, so dope. The opinions, dope. and listeners out there, make sure you let us know what are your thoughts on culture and the topic that we yeah. discussed. Have you watched the Netflix show? What are your thoughts on it? And let's keep the conversation going. Yeah. Yes, it's For been sure. views from the chicks, and I'm T, and I'm Joey, and I'm Quana, and we out here. Bye. Peace. Bye.